بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم بسم الله توكلت على الله ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحلل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي I traveled a lot for work. It used to be so exciting for me to visit a new country or even a new continent. Yeah, I remember that incredible feeling like a kid flying in a plane for the first time. Oh, I wish I could get that feeling back. <laughs> But you know, after a while it just got to a point where it stopped being magical for me. It became just about managing the logistics and the stress of getting from point A to point B and being ready for a business meeting the next morning or even a meeting that same day. Yeah, I think business travel killed the adventure in traveling. Today you see so many travelers inside the most amazing places in the world just staring blankly at their phones or worse even with a frown on their face, not no noticing at all the beauty around them. And it shocks me when I realize sometimes that I probably look the same. But then that's good when that happens because that's when I start to look around me and notice the beautiful scenery or the interesting people, the exotic languages. And I start to get a little bit of that magical feeling again. But for me, it doesn't last very long. I usually start to remember my family and I feel a little bit sad that they're not there sharing that experience with me. Yeah, I guess the most difficult thing about traveling alone is leaving your loved ones behind. Yeah, it's great when we get a chance to travel together. Although it's very stressful for me because, you know, being the experienced business traveler, I'm the one who manages the itinerary and the logistics. So there they are very relaxed, enjoying the experience as they should be. And I'm worrying about all the passports and the transportation and how do we get through the airport and how do we get from the airport to the hotel and you know, all of these logistical details, a nightmare. But I'd rather go through that. I wouldn't mind go through it, going through it every time if it means I can take them with me on every business trip. It's just so sad leaving them behind. It's even tougher when one of the kids is traveling on their own and leaving us behind. As a parent, I'm really excited for them going through their experience and uh, depending on themselves. But at the same time, I'm also really worried and the worst scenarios are playing out in my mind. <laughs> so I'm thinking, What if something happens to the plane? Or what if they get into some kind of trouble in a foreign country? What if they get sick when they're so far away? Who's going to take care of them? I felt that way when my son was uh, traveling to his university for the first time. It was also his very first time traveling on his own. And he was going so far away for so long. But I got the same feeling again just recently when he was uh, 
going back after visiting us for the holidays. I don't think it matters how many times he does that trip or how much time he spends there on his own. I still feel the same every time I worry about him. I tell myself that he'll be okay. He can take care of himself. He's done this before. But what really helps is uh, saying this little blessing to him. It's something that I learned from a friend at the mosque. He said it to me when I was traveling and I looked it up and uh, apparently it's the same blessing that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, used to say to his companions when they were traveling. I entrust to Allah your religion, your responsibilities, and the last of your deeds. And there's a response to it. I place you in the trust of Allah, whose trust is never misplaced. There's always some hardship in traveling. And Muslims traveling to non-Muslim countries, uh, they face some <laughs> unique challenges. It can be difficult in some countries, for example, to find halal food that we're permitted to eat. Or finding a private place where you can pray in peace without being bothered, that can be stressful. Something as simple as washing properly before prayers. Uh, I mean, dry toilet paper. Seriously? <laughs> the good thing is, when you're traveling as a Muslim, you're permitted to reduce some of the prayers or postpone your fasting. But you're also giving up something, uh, part of your routine and daily ritual that uh, you may not want to do. So if you choose to continue to fast, uh, it can be really tiring being in a full day meeting when your colleagues are having coffee and snacks and lunch all day, but you're just not able to eat or drink anything. And it can get really awkward when they ask you to join them at the bar for a couple of beers. <laughs> or when they ask you what uh, kind of wine you'd like to have with dinner. So I think it's very relevant when the Prophet, peace be upon him, mentions religion first in his blessing. It can be hard to adhere to these requirements when you're traveling, but it's not impossible. And with Allah's blessings, you get used to it. And you come prepared with your pocket prayer mat, your Qibla, compass, your portable shittah, <laughs> and your listing of local halal restaurants. The second thing the Prophet, peace be upon him, mentions is responsibilities. And this applies to everyone, whether it's work responsibilities or your family or your home or anything else you've left behind. Keeping track of all of that may already be challenging when you're in your hometown. But when you're traveling and when the time zone difference can be almost half a day, then it becomes really, really challenging. 
And nothing is worse than getting bad news about a loved one while you're far away. And then the blessing ends with the last of your deeds. No one knows when they'll die. We don't really want to think about that. It's heartbreaking when someone passes away in a distant land, away from their loved ones. But the people who know them and love them may have some comfort when they reflect on the good deeds they did towards the end. It's a good sign when one's final days are spent in worship. And work is a form of worship. No less so than all the religious rituals or any kind act one can do for others. So it's very thoughtful in the blessing to trust the last of a traveler's deeds to the all-merciful Allah, that he may make it easier for the traveler to continue to do good and not to get too distracted with worldly pursuits while they're traveling. So in case it is the end, it may be a good one. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, chapter 67, verse 15, It is he who has made the earth submissive unto you, so walk in the paths thereof, and eat of his providence, and unto him will be the resurrection of all. So we're at the airport, and just before my son is uh, about to leave us to go board his plane, I look at him and I say the blessing, and I felt reassured when I did. And then when he said the response to me, oh, it just melted my heart. Yeah, he can go. <laughs> and I hope while he's traveling, he'll take the time on his flight, on his train, when he gets to his destination to look around to savor the scenes the sounds the smells and also to reflect to reflect on his purpose his values his religion his responsibilities and the legacy he wants to leave behind in this world and the Arabic word for travel is safar it's the origin of safari. It also means to uncover. Because travel uncovers new lands, new cultures, new experiences. And more importantly, the hardships of travel uncover the traveler's morals and values. Thank you for listening. And remember us in your prayers. <laughs>